1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: This is Iowa everywhere, and now it's time for two guys named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa everywhere for the fans. And hello, welcome to a Thursday installment of Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. It is the 23rd of February as March Madness is just around the corner. I want to thank our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery for sponsoring Two Guys Named Chris each and every week, twice a week here on Iowa Everywhere. And I am in the meat smoking mood because we're in the middle of a ice storm hassle. There's a lo- half the state is in a lockdown mode, right? It's it's one of the, I mean you live in Iowa long enough, it's one of those deals where basically if you go right on, you know, in between Ames and Des Moines, mm-hmm. and it, it's just like everything to the north is completely locked down and everything to the south is totally normal now. So like it's actually not bad. My kids had school and stuff today, but people up in Ames and Boone and like they're all. They're all in a lockdown phase at this point. So how's how is it in Florida? Poor bastards. Well, yeah. it's uh, let me look, let me look outside real quick. Oh, I don't see a cloud in the sky,
2: and it's uh, it's already eighty degrees. So, uh, I just
0: wear a sweater just to make you feel better on the show. Oh, this is the first our uh, our friend Caitlin Clark is watching on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. Nice. Hey Caitlin. Oh, how you all doing, right. friend? Game I day coming the to town special. this weekend. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I, game day is coming to town in Iowa City for the for the big women's matchup with Indiana on Saturday. Your so sit that, down with her was awesome, though. Are you going to be releasing more of that? More? Um, uh, no, that's it. But I no, am I mean, going to be releasing it. More places. It, yes, the, uh, on the podcast. Uh, the, actually, the, I believe game day is on Sunday. Uh, excuse me. I just want to see your Saturday. your horrible pants again. Your horrible great pants two colored jeans. I, no, they make me look young, man. Like, no, they they keep it the vibe.
2: Honestly, honestly, at, at our age, those kind of pants make you look older. Oh, F off. Because they're not in style. Like, the bedazzled jeans for men. Those are bedazzled
0: jeans. Are they're not in style. They should be one solid color. They should You know not what be pissed like, me off? Our camera what? crew? They did great work. It's It's... I actually made a shot and they edited it out. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Caitlin, you can, she can verify. I made a shot and they didn't put it in. It didn't make the final edit. Well, certain things
2: make better stories. Yeah, I, you're I did right. That, remember that, that, uh, that shoot that I did with Brady Quinn for Dr. Pepper where he was uh, competing against that like monarch uh, seeker thing through footballs through the Dr. Pepper hole? Yeah. Brady actually beat that machine. But Um, in the commercial, they have the machine beating him. Because it's a better story.
0: Yeah. Now, anyways, uh, so that'll be really cool to have that in Iowa City for the women's game on Sunday. And then we we really do have a pretty crucial stretch here for uh, all of our state teams, other than Drake. I mean, Drake's like just killing everybody now. Drake
2: every night the out. best men's team in the state right now. They're winning
0: by like 30 now.
2: Right. It's crazy. Ten straight so Shout wins. out to Coach DeVries. They, it wasn't long ago. They were struggling, and they did not meet expectations early on in the season. Like They they thought that this was the team they had, and they could challenge maybe for an NCAA tournament berth, an at-large berth. They lost too many games early to do that, but oh boy, right now... <laughs> I mean, if Drake and Iowa State played right now, if Drake and Iowa played right now, I'd, I'd love to see those games because I think Drake could beat both those teams right now.
0: It certainly appears that way if you just watch the games. Uh, what, let's let's start with Iowa last night. Oh. The... so just full disclosure, you know, I told you that my wife was out of town this week, so my yeah. mom and dad snuck up yesterday. they were like they're wanting to see the girls and help me out a little bit so I could get a few things done my dad wanted to pass along uh he just wanted to tell me to tell you and don go hawks because he's being an asshole yeah he's totally being a prick he was completely rooting for wisconsin last night he was he was having a good time not a big fran mccaffrey fan is the old man (laughs) um mccaffrey
2: got into it again with uh one of the refs you could you could read his lips he was not happy late in that game. It yeah, was a actually, game.
0: that ref did a really good job of kind of playing that part off. I, I actually thought Connor was going to get teed a couple of times in that one. There was the one where it was like a loose ball. Uh, regardless, it doesn't matter. The The story here is that Iowa cannot shoot away from home. You talked about this on Monday. Uh, we This this was a really weird deal. So we have a text chain, me and Chris, and, and the great Keith Murphy, uh, where we often will just analyze games and stuff as they're going on. It kind of helps us. It's just fun. Well, Hassel and I went to pull the exact same stat at the exact same time. It was Iowa's last five road games. What are they shooting? Now I must've been one off. I don't think I counted that last three point shot at the end. Right. Cause it was
2: 19 for 99 until yeah. Patrick McCaffrey took that last second three. Cause I was sitting on that tweet sitting on it. Cause I had been, God, what are they shooting? Uh in their last several road games cuz it's not just the last two this goes back a month in road games isn't 19 it weird for 100
0: Williams you you didn't do the math right I I didn't I'll I'll fall on the sword I I missed that last three I didn't I didn't count it but that that's that's really bad for What's weird about that is that they're just an elite offensive team. Every metric will tell you that the Hawkeyes are one of the best offensive teams in all of college basketball. Because but it's it's skewed by the home games. Yeah, because the home games they are well, the best offensive team in the country.
2: They and have the those non conference rating in com- at, at home at
0: Carver and non conference too. So like when their yeah. efficiency levels are off the charts against, you know, Alabama A and M, like that that counts. Hmm. Um, I've never seen a
2: team look that different home and away. I have. And it, they do have the they do have the biggest split. They have the biggest drop off home points per game to road points per game. It's twenty points.
0: They are Iowa State points fans better at home. Iowa State fans watching, remember the Johnny Orr era, uh, where you're talking 25-30 well, years. Hold, ago. Just just hold on. Don't look too far because the Hoiberg era was a lot like this too. Except their teams weren't as... This is what's different. The Hoiberg era, like when they would go on the road and lose, it it generally wasn't like, oh, they can't make a shot. It was more just they can't get a stop, and they were losing games in the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, like this Iowa team, it's really wild to watch them be so good at home and then completely drop off. It's like a totally different offensive roster. Were you at the point where I was, Christopher, where I, I was just last night, like, just let Labracha and Rebracha and Connor work through the post. Like it, I saw it, it, a
2: lot of that on social media. A lot of people clamoring for that just because Labracha was their best offense and they had gotten Crowell into foul trouble. He picked up his second foul in the first half and they were trying to get his third early on in the second half and he was playing really hesitant. So abracha was able to take him inside. But I don't know. I, I think at the point sometimes when you're getting open shots and Wisconsin was allowing Iowa to shoot it, Sanford was the only one they, they were trying to... Sanford and maybe to a lesser extent, Murray. They were getting in, in those guys' face. But they they were letting... Connor go 0 for 5. They were letting Perkins go 0 for 5. They were letting Euliss go 1 for 5 from deep. They were letting Patrick shoot anything he wanted. And I think sometimes you might think, geez, if, if we're 2 for 18, at some point these are going to start falling. And it just never happened. That's the second straight game where that has never
0: happened. You know my theory. What? law of averages everything returns to the mean at some point but the problem is with this Iowa team like they are different away from like we've seen it for long enough like I had a guy point out last night like the last two games have been even worse they're like 11 percent from three Mm -hmm. in the last two games I tend to want a bigger sample size and they've just been like this all year when they're not in Carver Hawkeye arena like they the Rutgers game I think they hit 12 they're really good in that one the loss at Ohio State, they actually hit, like, 11 threes. They were really good in that but one. They were but getting, if, they got blown yeah. out by 16 in that game. If, if you take those two games away, though, like, their numbers are just terrible. But the problems are
2: twofold on the road. One, you can't make shots. And two, you are giving the opponent really easy shots. Like Wisconsin shot 52% from the field. And it wasn't because they were out there chucking threes and and making crazy shots. How many times did, did we see just easy, whether it's a dunk or a lay-in, in the paint? And some of those threes were wide open. Those three threes that they made in the second half, they were total defensive breakdowns, one off an inbounds pass, where they're just wide open. It was horrible defense for a team that only gave up 64 points. And that's Iowa last night. They played bad defense. Wisconsin got way too many easy shots. And after that first, that first stretch of the game, where they turned Wisconsin over, what, five or six times, they didn't do it the rest of the game. Wisconsin leads the country. They only give up eight turnovers a game. They had five, six, seven in the first half, 11 for the game. So they stopped doing that. And really, to be honest, Iowa wasn't forcing those turnovers early. That was Wisconsin. Just, I don't know what they were doing. They were sleepwalking early on in this game. And that's where Iowa really, really missed out. They should have been up by 10 to 15 points in that first half with the way Wisconsin was playing.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all that felt like you could. Um... Man, just really go conservative on offense and be up by double digits at halftime in that one. Just by the way, Wisconsin was playing. But it, so now you got a really tough stretch here for Iowa, and and it it does it does get tough here. You get Michigan State at home, so you're different at home. That's that's a good thing. But you got to go to Indiana, and all of a sudden it's Nebraska games a little bit. Now Nebraska's really good at home too. It's it's a little bit, but there that's not like this gimme that you maybe thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. in the in the final game of the season so the a tough stretch coming up for Iowa made last night a little bit worse I, I still think that they're safely in for the most part don't you I mean oh yeah, the, the, yeah they're in the like, tournament. yeah there's a lot of fans on Twitter talking about bubble and I, I don't I just no. don't see that I think that they're not in the tournament. with the amount of quad one wins that Iowa Yeah. Has. I mean, they're one of the like top in the country, right? Top five as far as the... Yeah, I, they were as of a week ago. I, I would
2: venture to guess that they're definitely still top 10, maybe even top five as far as number of quad one victories. And it, it's important to point out that your own net rating does not matter. The committee does not care about your own net rating. All they care about is the net rating of your opponents your quad one wins, your quad three and four losses. Right now, Iowa, they fell to 44 on the net. That, that's that's not a big deal. They have six quad one wins. They're six and eight in quad one games. And that Wisconsin win, I don't know how much this helps, but that loss at home to Wisconsin earlier this season, that was a quad three loss earlier in the week. It, it is no longer because Wisconsin jumped into the top. Well,
0: there we go. Silver Positive. lining silver lining you i think lost right it now but you improved your resume in the same in the same boat right now they're probably uh i would i would venture to guess an eight seed think so i i had them on the like six or seven line but maybe. well i think going
2: into the week they were six or seven after this week i would say an eight it i don't know if you heard it on the broadcast last night it was really interesting they said that uh, so mike mike de does the uh the Big Ten Network, uh, bracketology stuff. And they were saying that the committee is not going to dock Iowa for the Eastern Illinois loss. I saw that. Can you believe that? Be- because they were missing two starters in that game? how You were still favored by 20-plus points. I mean, uh, it's Eastern Illinois. We're not talking about Akron. Yeah, or or Toledo. This is the mm. one of the worst teams in the country. So I, I don't know if I buy that. I think that that will I, I don't buy be it. factored I, in a little bit. Yeah, it's I don't think it's going to cost them a full seed line. I don't either. But I think it will be factored in with this recent slide. They're sitting there right now, seventeen and eleven overall, nine and eight in conference play.
0: That that game, and then the. TCU loss I believe to Northwestern State those are the two worst losses in the entire country all year. Yeah. And TCU was in the same boat. They had some guys out too, but I'm saying like when a quad four loss by a top 30 net team or I was not a top 30 but you know what I mean, uh, that's those are the worst losses in the country. I, I, but you can clearly look at TCU and say well they're clearly a different team when Mike Miles and all those guys are playing in Iowa. It's obviously very different when mm-hmm. Connor and Chris Murray are on the floor. So I, I'm I, this Michigan like anything, State there's game discretion. is huge because you, you have to
2: win this game. You're back home. This is not a great Michigan State team. You You basically have the same record in conference play. It's a Saturday game at home, which we've been clamoring for. I don't know what kind of crowd it's going to be because of the, the issues that I always had the last couple games. I still think it'll be good. But if you lose that game, then you're in a tailspin. Then you're going on the road. You're not going to win at Indiana. Then you're coming home for your last game on a four-game losing skid against
0: Nebraska. And then you start to clinch up a little God, bit. God, you know Hoiberg's going to be licking his chops. Mm-hmm. Going into that one. I mean, that rivalry is still really big for Fred. And, and Nebraska is they, – they've
2: won three straight. It's going to be four straight after this weekend because they have Minnesota. He's saving his job, by the way. Yeah. He, he's, done a, he's done He's done a great that. job this year.
0: And I'm glad. I, I really like Fred. I'm glad he's been able to turn it around. Me too. And it, it just makes it more interesting, too, to have him over there. I, it makes me want to wa- watch a Nebraska game where normally I, I wouldn't. All right, uh, we'll get to the blowout in Austin on Tuesday what a, night. What a miserable couple days for oh, horrible uh, Hawkeye and
2: Cyclone basketball, men and women. Sorry, Caitlin, I know it's. I know she's yeah, the
0: Iowa State women lost last and night. I know she can't it, wait to get back out there and probably put it up just. 50 it was a bad day Indiana. for the yeah for the it's big four or bad week. I mean, yeah, Iowa State women so, lost last night. Jeez. The the men were at Texas, and we both thought this would be a bad matchup, everything, for Iowa State. I, I did think that they would be in the game, just because they generally are in every game by the way that they play. Uh, and they're just... They're in a really bad funk right now. I mean, I completely agree with the tweet that you put out, Chris. That they've got to get out of the Big Twelve. This is just not a skilled enough of a team, not talented enough of a team to keep doing the grinded out thing when everybody knows exactly what you're going to do. They they have hit a wall. Uh, It is not time to. I want to ask you about a couple replies I got. Okay, I want to
2: know how you respond to it. Um, People saying, "Well, they got their ass kicked by Missouri, and they got their ass kicked by Iowa." Those are two tournament teams outside mm-hmm. the big 12. Your response.
0: Uh, my response would be the Iowa thing is a powder keg. You never know what you're going to get in that rivalry, right? Like you could throw everything out. We've all seen this a million times. So that, that game's, I was good. Like I was a, um, they shot the shit out of the ball that day. Iowa could stay, whatever the Missouri game. I think Iowa State punted. They didn't play Caleb mm-hmm. Grill. They were trying to get him healthy. Uh, I think it's very, very different than when if you have four or five days off and you're going into a tournament setting. That would and be on a neutral spot. site too. Those were yeah. like road games. Yeah, and those were crazy atmospheres. And you know how the Iowa State game is. You never know what's going to happen in that thing. That was the best Carver's been all year. Like, tip, tip your hat off to to the opponent. That, that's how I would look at it. Here's the situation. They got to get Caleb back because without him, their offense is just so limited. They don't really have a shooter. Kalscher is taking way too many threes. Again, he took – what did he – he shot like nine shots and like – or 11 shots and like nine of them were threes or something like that the other night. They're not attacking. Um, Their post play is really deteriorated. Uh, Lipsy, to me, has been – they've scouted the hell out of him. And he looks like a freshman. He's still good. Don't get me wrong. It's not he sucks. He it's sometimes he looks like the best player on the floor. But they I I, I getting Caleb back is gonna be critical because they need that one extra piece and they need a guy who can hit a shot. Holmes has been scouted. Um, pressure the ball when he's got it in his hands. Um the but this two game homestand is is really key for them. They're in the tournament, but man, if you could Finish out with the two of three against Oklahoma and West Virginia at home. You just feel so much better going into the postseason than if you would maybe lose one of those. Because I don't think they're going to have a long stay in Kansas City. I just don't. I think they'll be one and done in the Big 12 tournament like they were a year ago. And Which isn't you necessarily you... a bad thing. I actually would make the argument that this team this year it would be a good thing which I hate doing that. I think it's a total cop-out. I hate it when mm-hmm. people try to devalue the conference tournaments. I'm just saying, that, don't they look tired to you, Chris?
2: Yes. And they look like they're searching for answers that they just don't have. My, my key, I, I think the key for this team is Gabe Kalcher. When you go and you look at the numbers he was putting up when Iowa State was playing well, and you look at the numbers he's put up since, it is staggering. The first half of conference play, the guy was averaging like 18 a game. The second half of conference play, he's averaging like eight a game. That is a staggering drop-off, and his field goal numbers are atrocious. Just going back to the last five games, one for six, two for 12, three for seven, four for 14,
0: three for 14. He has got to 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 start making shots. I would love to see him making shots. My guess is early in the year, he was starting in and he would expand out. Now uh he's just settling for bad threes. He's not attacking. Do you think, do you think he needs to shoot less
2: or try to shoot himself out of this? So I feel like the only way Iowa state is going to turn this thing around and be a real contender in the tournament to go to that second weekend, he has to start scoring again.
0: I think they've got to find a way to get him attacking the basket and shooting more mid range shots as opposed to threes. I think that's the yeah. key. Like he and a lot of like the offensive problems you're having with Iowa State start on defense because they're not getting these transition buckets like they were in the first half of the league. Like that's why their offensive numbers were so good. It was this team was never like, oh, man watching the golden state warriors out here it was never like that they got so many buckets off of fast breaks and turnovers from the other squad that it made their shots better when they when they had to go into the half court because they were either in the lead or they are in a different position they're not like they're not getting those buckets now so like uh, that to me, it, no, I don't want Gabe Kalscher trying to shoot his way out of this. That would be a bad situation. I don't think it. But happens, I, I but want I, him to attack. I want him to attack yes, the rims, get to I the want. free throw line, maybe, maybe get some confidence Absolutely. there. No doubt. Uh, I, I but I don't want him standing in the corner chucking threes. That's not. That's Caleb. I would say go for it. Caleb's just a better shooter than than Gabe is. But Gabe is a really good mid range player, and he's got to get it out of his head that he. I don't know if he made too many threes and it and it changed his mindset. I don't know what the psychology is there, but he's not an elite three-point shooter. He's got to get back to attacking. Uh, we got a question on,
2: on YouTube that is uh, interesting. I, it's either Mike or Mick. I don't know. M-I-K. This is the second year in a row that TJ's hectic defensive system has left them worn out at the end of the season. Any concern? I would say no, because they went to the Sweet 16 last year. <laughs> Once they got into the NCAA tournament, that hectic defensive system worked out pretty well. They had some time to rest because they didn't go anywhere in the Big 12 tournament, and that might be the same thing this year. Maybe yeah. it's an issue in conference play, but maybe it's not a bad thing for the tournament.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris. I, I think that, like, what are your expectations? So if you're trying to win a regular season Big 12 championship, yeah, it's a concern. They were 6-2. and two, Now they're... whatever they are now. But he's doing this because he has to because of the roster that he has right now. This is not
2: the style of play we're going to see from him a year, two years, three years from now. You go back to the South Dakota State teams that he had. They were some of the fastest-paced, highest-scoring teams in the country. Correct.
0: He's coaching to the talent level, and he knew that the talent level early on in his tenure was not going to be great. So he basically said we're going to do this and we're going to try and win ugly so we can keep going to tournaments as opposed to having like a four-year drought while we build it the right way. And mm-hmm. everybody enjoyed it last, last year going to the sweet 16. We'll see. I mean, and they could, they could be a dud in the tournament. I don't know. The difference too this year is you just don't have that guy and And Holmes was doing it early in big 12 play. He's not now for some reason. I don't know if it's scouting. I just don't know if it's in his head. But when you need a bucket where you can just give it to a dude, Brockington was that guy at the end of a lot of these games last year and stuff. And, and again, Jaron was doing it, but he's not now. And to me, that's a – because we've seen Iowa State go on these five-minute stretches where they don't score. They weren't doing that up until this last month. This this weren't. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Th-
2: they need a guy was, that can slash into the paint and get fouled and get to the free throw line. That's how you stop runs. Yeah. You have a guy that can get in there and either create a shot in the paint or get to the free throw line.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really not panicking. I I totally expected to go 0-2 last week. Now, yep. they would lose we we
2: both said season. it. We both said uh, there's. Uh, we do not expect a win on this road trip. Now, and, uh, they exceeded my expectations at Kansas State. I didn't think they would play as well as they did. I didn't think they'd be in position to try to steal that game. And then maybe they played a little bit worse than we thought they'd play at Texas, never in that game.
0: Hopefully you get Caleb Grill back. Yeah, what's the word on him right now? I'm hearing that there's a decent chance you'll see him on Saturday. But stay okay. tuned. It's still only Thursday. But I am worried I'm, about the I'm worried
2: about the the fans for these last two home games. Because you had you go back to all the other home games in conference play. Uh okay, Texas ranked 7th. You know what a powder keg that was. Baylor mm-hmm. ranked 12th. You had Kansas State ranked 5th. Kansas ranked 8th. Uh, you had the Oklahoma State game, which is a little bit of a lull. You lost that. TCU was twenty second. Now you got two unranked teams that might not make the tournament coming in, and you've lost four of five. You just got blown out at Texas. Are the fans going to be able, especially with an eleven a.m. local time tip,
0: right on Didn't Saturday it, against it Oklahoma? Been eight o'clock on Monday. So quick yeah. turnaround. Did you know that uh, they play Monday? This week, Mon- so it's a- Monday at eight against. Well, that's 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 Big Monday. Are they? I don't think it's the Big Monday game. I think it's. I on... we, no, it's ESPN two. Okay. I still call it. It's if it's Monday and it's Big Twelve, it's Big Monday, baby. Uh, it's got to be on. It's got to be after the ACC game. I mean, this is just another TV filler for ESPN. That's how I look at it. But you got to be on the main event. Well,
1: and they keep putting the Big Twelve games back at the same time, oh,
0: at eight o'clock for it. both games. I just hate it. I just mm-hmm. despise it when they do that, but it's better than the freaking... That Longhorn Network debacle the other night, my God. I I, I didn't even... I just, I just had to watch highlights of it. I, I could I, not get I, it. I burned $31 to watch that game. Are you kidding me? So now you have Longhorn Network for a year? No. I. So if you, if you sign up with, with Sling for yeah. your first month, they give it to you for half off. So I did that and canceled it. So... Wait, how does that cost thirty-one dollars if it's half off for a month? You're
2: telling because me the Longhorn normal... Network is sixty-two dollars a month?
0: Well, no, you get like the whole package. So I signed up for Sling for a month. Well, you had uh, to do you Longhorn had to network do the basic a
1: package, and then you had to add on the fifteen dollars sports yeah, the extra. sports feed. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. But I I, I didn't even consider.
2: Trying to seek that game out, going somewhere to watch it because I I didn't think it would be a good enough
1: game to do that for. Hey, did you, I, Chris? You saw this, William Hassel? Did you see
0: Pollard's comments on Texas yesterday? Yeah, it's great. I love it. What, what 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 was he on? What was what radio show so was that? It's actually it's not a radio show. It's guy. It's these Baylor guys who do what we do. They have a daily internet-based digital. These guys are really smart. I've known them for. 1015 years are really, really good. Um, and they are really innovative and they, what's it called? The, the, the bear claw sick 365 or something like okay. that. Like they're really, they're just Baylor fans, but they've turned it into like a big 12 show. It's that... called Baylor everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Bears non, nonstop. Yeah. They're, it's really good production and they, they do a good job with it. But Jamie said, uh, his, do we have the audio, Matt? Do you want to play it? Yeah, you want to play it? Yeah, let's play it. Let's listen to Jamie hey, real quick. What
2: is the reaction, if you don't mind, when your games that you have are – it's in Austin, but they're on the Longhorn Network. Is that kind of annoying or just kind of the way the schedule plays out?
0: Can't leave soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is the – Oh, my Lord. I, I, I didn't know how you are going to react that to that, is- that one. Yes. yeah, yeah. Does that answer yeah.
2: <laughs> those are guys that don't m- might not know jamie pollard
0: because they were surprised <laughs> that he said that i wasn't <laughs> surprised at all oh uh, it's good stuff uh speaking of that let's do a little bit and then can we get into this pack 12 thing real quick are you cool with that sure i just oh you just love it. barry in the pac 12 well it's you not even that it. I love realignment, I love you, what no, no, I love the stories, like I love talking okay.
2: about it. I love realignment has oh, been this is horrible maybe the worst sport. thing for yeah. college athletics,
0: but it's a good talker, and i I really want to discuss this so if if you want my in depth thoughts on this, I did about a twenty minute monologue earlier in the week. you can find it on the iowa everywhere feed who'd you do Actually, it with? you know By what yourself? yeah. I did it during the halftime of the Iowa State-Texas game, and it was a good excuse to not have to watch the first 10 minutes of the second <laughs> half. I literally, this is how high-tech we are here at Iowa Everywhere. I was trying to juggle the daughters, and I went into my daughter's bedroom and recorded this monologue on my phone. So that's that's the type of... Is it video? Of, no, I just did audio. Go and listen to it. Maybe you'll learn something, Hassle. So the Pac-12. That was a good shot. The Pac-12 is reportedly in talks with Apple. Yeah. Um, my question to you. So, I don't want to get through the whole deal on the Pac-12. Your boy Dennis Dodd's been doing some great reporting at CBS. By the way, been doing a really good job on this. Oh, Dodd.
2: If 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 anybody loves realignment stories more than you, it's Dennis oh, Dodd. Dodd's all over it.
0: Oh, he laps that up. <laughs> Can you be a power five conference going forward? Straight question to you. If your games are only behind a paywall on Apple TV. Well,
2: I know what Iowa fans are thinking right now. Well, you guys are Iowa State. You've got ESPN plus. You're on the Longhorn Network. <sighs> if If that's all there is, if we're not seeing you on any of the networks, yikes. That's pretty bad. Now, I know why Amazon is attractive to the Pac-12. No, because Apple. Apple, I'm sorry. Is attractive to the Pac-12 because they might offer more than a network would because they're kind of just getting into the game and they've got almost an unlimited budget. And I think this is the big thing. This actually would be better for the Pac-12. It's the start times. The Pac 12 has hated these last 10, 15 years where ESPN and Fox have control over their schedules and they're kicking off so late at night. They hate that. The schools hate it. Yeah, they, they want to be able to play an early afternoon game. And and if you're on a streaming platform like Apple, conceivably you can kick off whenever you want. It used to be where the schools would would decide when they were kicking off their games. Iowa and I'm guessing Iowa State, you'd always you'd kick off at 1. This was 30, 40 years ago. The Pac-12 has just been blasted by these networks because of they want to fill these late windows and the fans hate it everything is so late at night. So that would be the one good thing, but what is the Pac-12 going to be left with here?
0: I Can think, I challenge you real quick on this before yeah, we move on? Sure. What? And, and you're right. This has been a point of contention for them for a long time. Take USC and UCLA out of the equation. Yeah. Is
2: it? Really and and I don't think that's going to be it. I think it's going to be. There's going to be more teams that leave too. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. So let's say, is it good for the Pac-12 to be playing Arizona State and Stanford? I'm just throwing out up against the SEC and Big 10 games on Apple TV. Like sure as opposed to like at 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 10:30. My point Eastern. is they've been relevant because of the After Dark thing and people are all the other games are over. But the schools hate it. The fans hate it. They they don't like that. Is that why the, they have empty stadiums or do they cuz I'm told it's because we have beaches. Well, we got stuff the, to do over the here. Level you, of, you the level of You Rednecks in Iowa there. have nothing else to do. There's
2: certain places that have it, the passion. Oregon, Washington, Colorado to a certain extent, Utah for sure. Utah has it.
0: And then there's the Stanford's. They're never going to, yeah. And Stanford Cal. and Cal, I don't even think care. Yeah. It's it's bad
2: for football and basketball. It's bad. But I'm telling you they they hate what it's become over the last fifteen years with these late start times, and I know your argument that you can put it pac twelve after dark, but I, listen, I'm not watching that stuff that's too late for me. I'm out on the east Coast. I, I am not it. staying up until two am I've watched football all day all day.
0: I'm done at eleven no, I' watch I, I'm done. I watch college football until the last game is over every Saturday night. I would rarely see a Pac-12 game if it's on Apple in the middle of the day. Now, the Apple thing isn't a big deal to me. If, if it's we'll, on Apple and they're kicking off at 9, I would watch that. I don't care. And I, I just think that this whole – I get what you're saying. Like, oh, we want, we want some afternoon kicks. But I also think it could be counterintuitive to their brands and their value. Well, but this is also out of necessity. They
2: wouldn't be going to Apple if CBS or ESPN or NBC or Fox had made them a substantial deal. They didn't get what they wanted because they don't have any leverage. They've already lost USC and UCLA and there's a, there's, it's likely they're going to lose more than that and so they have to they have to go to the next ring down the next i think that down. this
0: apple thing would work but they need uh, they need some something with espn and I, I think it makes a lot of sense for espn to to, to fill to, those late windows yeah so like to me I'm not uh, anybody who's followed me over the years. I'm actually very pro streaming ESPN's Bob Iger is openly saying we need to cut back on sports rights. We need to, I think he said, be more selective was his actual, uh, actual quote. Meanwhile, Amazon and Apple are aggressively pursuing sports. Well, this the, is where they're trying to get going. in and yeah. Apple just put together a big package
2: for MLS. I mean, they're, they're going, they went hard at the MLS and they're going to be, Covering that with my buddy, Max Bredos is part of that broadcast crew. And they hired like 50 people to call games. So, I mean, they want to get into that because there is a lot of money to be made there, but it also costs a lot of money to get those games. I just, the PAC 12 power five, if there's, if there's one power five that may not be that in five years, it's the PAC 12. And
0: I I think the, I I would be surprised if they're able to keep everybody together. Watch here, and I, I talked about this on that other podcast. This this is going to be really interesting because you know, Chris, that this is all about TV properties. That's all this. Is, that's all this is about. And ESPN owns the ACC. They own every aspect mm-hmm. of their broadcasting rights until the year two thousand thirty-six. Mm-hmm. It could be really interesting to see if. ESPN gets involved here to aggressively have the ACC be aggressive in pursuing Pac-12 schools. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but there's been talk behind the scenes of a national type of conference where, I mean, maybe it's not called the ACC anymore. I don't know. but It's just I, called the Coast Conference. It's both I Coast. think my, my guess here is what happens is the Pac-12 is not going to exist in five years or 10 years, whatever, there's going to be those coastal type of elitist schools, Stanford, wherever. And There's going to be like a West Coast version of the ACC that's like a pod. That's And then uh, I think those middle of the Pac-12 schools will end up in the Big 12. And I think we're going to have a power four, maybe a power two. And then you've got like, I think the Thamel article called the Big 12, the upper middle class, <laughs> which I thought was really good. That's the Big 12 and the ACC Mm-hmm. And then and then everything else below. That's my prediction. I I don't know. I I just I think it, I also think it's possible here that Washington and Oregon could be like, hey, let's sign a five year deal, and they're going to do everything they can to get into the Big Ten during that time. But the the problem will be if, is if Arizona is like, well, screw you, like we're never getting into the Big Ten. We need to take care of ourselves now. We don't want to be buried on Apple for the next five years. We're going to the Big Twelve.
2: I just That's- don't know how this UCLA-USC thing going to the Big Ten will work without some other West Coast partners also joining them. That's why I think it's got to be Washington and Oregon joining at the same time. I I just, like, how is that going to work travel-wise? Both ways. I heard a rumor. I'm not just talking about the teams going from the West Coast to the East Coast. I'm talking about
0: when Iowa, you know, has to go out there. I heard a rumor. And this is just a rumor. I'm not reporting anything, but this is going to piss you off if it comes true. I heard a rumor of a football pod that Iowa would be in in the new league. Let me guess.
2: How many teams in the pod? Four? Four. Okay. So it's Iowa, Nebraska, UCLA, and USC.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's just a rumor. How awful. There's there's a few people in Iowa City that are worried that that is going to happen. And that would be horrific. So that's why
2: you need Oregon and Washington. So that if, if you do it in these four pod things, the four teams in a pod, you've got those West Coast schools all lined up there. Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. They're the pod. That's the West Coast pod in the Big Ten. And so then you can keep your Iowa, Nebraska,
0: Minnesota, Wisconsin. Wisconsin like, it would, huh. I'm not even an Iowa fan and that makes my skin crawl. Like I and I'm the guy freaking out here. I'm an Iowa State fan, right? The Iowa State's natural rival in basketball next year, the protected rival is BYU. <laughs> We've been playing Kansas State for 105 years. So who are
2: Kansas and Kansas
0: State's protected rival? Themselves Those two, each other? Th- themselves, yeah. Jesus. And it's bullshit because Iowa State has to go to freaking BYU every year. You've seen a basketball game there. It's one of the hardest places to play in the it's country. It's tough. Yeah, it, it's a great,
2: great home environment. And they are nasty.
0: They are. Do you remember the Hoiberg team that went there? DeAndre McCain yeah. had to like gouge that guy's eye out. <laughs> Melvin Edgem flipped off the Didn't crowd. He fl- yeah, Edgem flipped off the crowd. Iowa State won that game. That's one of the great games in the Hoiberg era, in my opinion. Like, it, it was... We had a game watch that night at bench warmers and everybody was just hammered. You're messing with your ear pods again. I hate my, these things.
2: My mom told me after the show on Monday, she said, You know, my favorite thing about the show is when you call out Chris for his headphones.
0: That's her favorite part of the show. <laughs> yeah. She loves it. Oh. oh, there
2: it is. Maddie Van Wink. Pulled it. Look at the shorts, by the way. Look at how yeah. much things have changed. Look at those shorts. The shorts Edgum. are longer than the jersey, the upper jersey. You lay those things out, the shorts are longer than the torso.
0: Edgem's an icon. If I ever told you the Retire Melvin Edgem story, his first... Is this like the, uh, the Jamal Tinsley dorm room story? No, Edgem... It was like his first week on campus, freshman, and there were some guys like in shoot. It's like summer, like shoot around workouts. Like this is not like really organized stuff that we're talking about here. And as the as the legend goes, there were some guys screwing around, like spiking basketballs, like not not taking it seriously. And Edgem allegedly spiked a basketball off of one of their heads to get them to. <laughs> lock in
1: wasn't such Ed a bad Jordan
0: Rayleigh, I believe so I wasn't going to name names but Matt <laughs> I think Matt. that's pretty well known isn't it oh. <laughs> Matt name names you name names Seinfeld liked it off his head you get canceled these days for doing that you can't even play dodgeball in school Edgem's an icon all right shout out to our friends at Circa Circa Sports Iowa my wife is at this conference in Vegas and it's one of those deals where the conference is at a at a casino, right? And she's staying on the strip and has just been miserable. What do you Hates mean? Hates it. Oh, because it's just too crazy on the it's strip. Too many people. Like she's trying to get a coffee. It takes an hour and a half. Like just, just, it's just miserable. And I was like, well, they should have had it. So circa. wait, did you say it's a work trip or is it a like yeah. a girls' trip? It's a work trip. They. Why, uh, why would a work trip go to Vegas? So that it's a conference. So it's, it's a veterinarian oh. conference. It's like a national thing. So there's people Jeez. from all over the country who are there. She told me there were like 20,000 veterinarians at this thing. Good God. Yeah. So, I mean, actually it's, it's tough for pet owners this week. Cause nobody's at work. <laughs> They're all out in Las Vegas getting drunk, but she hate she, cause she was just at Circo with us and she was like, seriously, I'll never stay on the strip again. She was texting me last night. I was like, good. Got you sold. Circa's the best. Just a perfect Uh, spot. I actually had a couple of our listeners who were going out there for a guys trip this weekend. Their wives, uh, they have them staying somewhere else, but they are going to Circa to watch the Iowa and Iowa State games on Saturday morning, which will be like a 9 o'clock tip-off. They're going over there to watch the games just because of our show. So that's cool. Nice. Uh, a, A couple of NFL notes I had for us here. Aaron Rodgers so this is Bob McGinn is a longtime beat writer for the Green Bay Packers he said on a podcast yesterday this is a direct quote from Mr. McGinn they are done with Rodgers he's not coming back I mean they are disgusted with him they are done with him they are moving on and I I, I I get it honestly at this point with the, I mean what did he do he went and took like a sabbatical like whatever yeah I, I
2: think he might still be on it the the, the uh, darkness retreat he's just uh, gonna this thing just gonna feels, sit
0: in darkness for like four days this thing feels like it's it's run its course doesn't it the the Rogers Packers thing
2: yeah and if you can get something for him you know if you can get some great trade capital or some draft capital for Aaron Rodgers get it because he's he has deteriorated a little bit like he's he's gone down a little he's not i don't think he's ever going to win an mvp again
0: well and if you you know like compare him to brady in the offseason brady's just like working out non-stop like working with this team it rogers is just rogers you know, just you, sitting there well he's i don't know what he's doing but he's it's you know he's in a retreat, he's taking every psychedelic convention. drug imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, So, he doesn't really appear that he's got this like burning love for the game that he used to. They should absolutely move on for him. Then the problem that other
2: teams are going to have in trading for him, and apparent, Grant says he came out of the darkness retreat yesterday, Wednesday. Oh, good. So, he's out. Good. He's back to the light is that if you're going to trade for him, I think you need to know he's going to be there more than a year. And I don't, I think he might only have a year left. So I was talking with some of our NFL guys yesterday, Danny Connell, Pete Prisco about the jets, because that's been one of the rumors is that he'd go to the jets. The jets would trade for him. They, they both said that, He'd probably only be there a year, so they should they, they should just go get Derek Carr, sign Derek Carr, not have to give up all those draft picks. And then you get Derek Carr for four or five years instead of one year of Aaron Rodgers. Because you know what? It, it's, he might say he's going to go there for two years, and then he's going to go nuts in the offseason next year too. This is an every year thing. He's just like Favre.
0: Totally agree. I would rather have Derek Carr for four years than Rodgers for one. Yeah. In fact, it kinda pisses and, and me off. I wish that we could get, get rid of cousins and then get Derek Carr in Minnesota. I don't know. He's just you're gonna get him cheaper. They seem like those.
2: the same.
0: Aren't you gonna get them that. cheaper? That's did you see that uh you could cousins, get him cheaper? That's all I care about. If I can save ten million on the cap, I'm going to. I want more flexibility with my team. When are we going to get to you
2: getting hoodwinked? You know, you come on the the show on on Monday and you got your chest all puffed up. You'll never believe what I got over the weekend. I got Pappy Van Winkle and it was only 30 bucks a shot. And then we come to find out, thanks to some very informed listeners, that you got
0: Pappy Van Hood went. No, I didn't. Yes, you I mean, did. It's, it's the same stuff. It's just in a... That was a $40 bottle. No, it wasn't. Were... Yes, it was. It, Look it absolutely up. was not. Look, Look up it that up. Bottle of a thousand bucks.
1: Paper. It's a thousand dollars.
2: No, 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 yes. no, no, no. Absolutely, what is it? it it's is. old Rip Van Winkle, right?
0: Yes, look it up. Old uh, Rip Van Winkle. Bottle.
2: I did it's a little so research. Ignorant
0: hassle. It's like no, no, shut for a thousand dollars about things bottle. you
2: don't know about. Okay. Hey, you're the one that got Pappy Van Hoodwinked. You thought this was like a fifty thousand dollars bottle, and they were giving you this great discount at some Minneapolis now hotel. You're
0: completely overexaggerating. Starting to piss me off. All right, Matt Van you, Winkle. These are your descendants. You did yes. the research on this. So, so we didn't so, necessarily get Pappy Van Winkle. We got old Rip Van Winkle, which is still a very quality whiskey. I would pay you 30 dollars. got Rip Van
2: Winkle drink. instead of Pappy Van Winkle
1: and
0: What's didn't even know
1: it. Matt? So apparently Pappy Van Winkle is a 15, 20 or 30 year distilled, right? That's yes, what I'm saying. And this was a 10 year. And the, and the Rip Van Winkle is 10 year. So it's like, it's like the single a version of Pappy.
0: It's made by the same people. It's like the I think it's Buffalo Trace the same, Distillery. Yeah, it's the same juice. It's just not in the barrel as long. Correct.
2: Is Rip Van Winkle the guy that got his balls cut off in a windmill accident?
1: <laughs> Pardon? No, he slept for he slept for a hundred years or something like that.
2: Yeah, and he woke up and his balls were gone because <laughs> the windmill
0: chopped them off. Because he was Dutch. I haven't heard that. I'm gonna pull up real quick. Rip Van Winkle. Uh, 10 year and see what I can buy it for online. I'm seeing $999 everywhere. So it's $1,000. Yeah. $1, look, go to uh, it says right here on my
2: screen. I wish I could share it. 10 year, 107 proof. Old Rip Van 69 dollars Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hassle, here's what you don't understand. That is like the retail thing. See, look, Bri-
2: Brian, Brian Nobody, on YouTube you said Rip Van it, Winkle MSRP sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah.
0: The MSRP is so what you can nice buy it for.
2: It was a very fair price. They gave us one finger of of pappy for thirty bucks, and you know that guy's snickering behind the behind you guys the counter. Are idiots! These dumbass you, islands. You guys are come idiots. up here. You
0: could never buy a bottle of it for that. That's what they sell it for because they can't legally just sell it for a thousand dollars. Once somebody gets their hand on it, then they take it to the. Um, you know, third party and it, and it goes for a thousand dollars a bottle. That's how it, that's how this works. You cannot find it for
2: $69. I'm not saying you can, but I bet, I bet you could get it for a couple hundred bucks. I didn't know you
0: can. You guys Absolutely spent a couple not.
2: hundred on your, I don't even think that wrong. was a finger. I think that was a pinky of whiskey. They gave you, <laughs> it was a fingernail of whiskey. The, uh, and you guys were just the, beaming the with pride. The buffalo knuckle. Speaking of buffalo, you you got buffaloed. You guys all got buffaloed no, up we there didn't. in Minneapolis. I mean, they saw okay. your Iowa gear. Wait, are you wearing an Iowa Everywhere? Yeah, this is I have one of these. Hang say. on a second. Where's yes. my
0: stuff? It's literally right here. I gotta get to it. You UPS. were
2: supposed to my wife keeps asking me, wasn't Williams supposed to send you the Iowa Everywhere stuff three weeks ago? And now here you are gallivanting with this. Iowa everywhere gear. Are you going to send that to me or what?
0: Yes. I'm do you even to know my go address to the UPS store tomorrow? I got a lot of shit going on. Hassel. I don't have time to just be at your beck and call. But like That your wife that,
2: that thing you're wearing that coat that that's not on the website.
0: No, th- we, this was ordered just for you and me. Remember I ordered that Whoa. gear like two months ago. It's custom. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. My mom just got her, uh, Iowa everywhere gear.
2: You know who else ordered some? Who's that? Amanda Guerra.
0: Oh, nice. Good for mm-hmm. her. Yep. She,
2: she wanted good, it for man. free.
0: I she, said, "Look, she, look, I I've got to pay full price for it." I had to pay full price for it. Yeah. Getting nothing for free. No. She does really good work. You guys are you, you work you work really good, well together. All right. Here, here's Ooh. the Iowa Everywhere. The store. Here's the store. Be a ray gun.
2: And they've and they're gonna have a bunch more designs too coming out. Yes.
0: Hey, zoom in on that, on the middle one, Maddie. The one where um no not, not that one, the one about the two Chrises. I feel like this one is the most popular. Is it no really? Yeah. I I don't know how sales are going, but <laughs> it feels like it captures the essence of our show. It says, I love Chris but can't stand Chris. <laughs> I think all of these shirts
2: are my design. Correct? The 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 three two guys named Chris shirts I designed all three of those.
0: Yeah, you're you're now a clothing. <laughs> it's your own clothing brand. Oh, they're only twenty five bucks. I thought they were thirty five. No, thirty five dollars for a t shirt. We're a I know. Collar. I I was thinking that was steep too. but We're a I blue thought it was collar company. We're not selling t shirts for thirty five dollars. We need some kind of dirt track shirt. I have a dirt track store through Ray Gun for always race day.
2: Oh my God. Just when I think I know you, you have a dirt hey. track store.
0: Yes, Matt, look up the always race day store. We have some great t-shirts on there. It's actually quite, um, they're pretty funny. It's like, I had never heard
2: of this podcast. And then one day I'm like scrolling Twitter and someone that I don't even think they knew that we knew each other, but he, they tweeted about this. Oh, I've got this, great, uh, dirt racing podcast. It's called always race day. You should check it out. And it's your podcast. Yeah.
0: Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot happening. And this is why I don't have time to go to UPS to mail your damn shirts. Okay. My dad's asking, where's my shirt? Well, you got to order it. All right, yeah. Zoom in on these <laughs> late models suck. On the eighth day, God created sprint car racing. Um, wow. What, now, what's a late is model? Is this heaven? No, it's Knoxville. That's a good one. What's a late model? What, what, and how does that compare to a new model? We this. So if late Chad, models suck, what,
2: why, what makes a new model better?
0: So sprint car fans always make fun of late models fans and late model fans always make fun of sprint car. So like we sold those late model suck shirts at the Knoxville nationals last year. Racing fans love t-shirts. They love spending money on t-shirts. Well, yeah, because they don't wear collared shirts. They don't wear button ups. You get, you get a few beers in them and Oh, Late models suck. <laughs> they love it. They just eat it up.
2: I don't even know what that means. My wife well, just sent wouldn't. me a text you know that why? said, because did you just call me you're an idiot? you're a
0: coastal elitist.
2: That's why. See, so that's the problem with doing a podcast in one room while my wife's in the other room working. She thinks I just called her an idiot on the podcast. I called my dad an idiot. And now I'm getting texts from her asking if I called her an idiot.
0: Hey, Kristen... I love you, but would you leave him alone while he's doing the while he's doing the show? This is a yeah, professional no production we got going on here. She said, "Thanks for clarifying." Why would she think I was?
2: Oh, you right,
0: know, I'll you've got kids. You've Completely got kids rail. that drive
2: you nuts. I got, I got the wife in the other room.
0: I'm telling you, Van she's Winkle's always concerned about,
2: about his... me because that that one time I burped on the show, she was very upset about that.
0: Van Winkle's about to have his second. Your whole world's going to change. Your wife's going to hate your guts. <laughs> um, you're going to dread waking up in the morning. You're just going to do anything to get five minutes of alone time. C- Congratulations, Matt. Can't wait to meet the. Little... I'm already there. Jeez. You, you're having another, <laughs> and, and you just got a puppy too. Yeah. The puppy a cute great, puppy. actually. She's my sleeping girls, right
1: on the couch behind me.
0: My, my girls went over and held the puppy on Monday and they, they loved it Had a good time. Hey Williams, before I let you off the hook here, Where is my fairway meat box that you've been promising
2: since our very first show six months ago? Uh, I'll have to ask fairway. I I don't know what is going on. I don't get the fairway meat box. I don't get the Iowa everywhere gear. Can you help a guy out? Maybe follow through on your promises.
0: Uh, We're going to end this show. I'm I'm sick of being targeted. I'm feeling very triggered right now. I'm like the Pac-12 commissioner. By the way, it, go ahead.
2: It, just with the few, got the fairway meat box. You got my Iowa everywhere gear. Go ahead, package that all together with a bottle of Rip Van Hoodwink
0: and send it my way. <laughs> you would love it, honestly. You would be like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, they were so fair. The thirty, thirty dollars a fingernail. <laughs> oh, so generous, so nice. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. This has been a guy's
2: just just snickering behind the
0: bar. He's <laughs> that happens, actually, because if these people will go on and they're trying to find Pappy Van Winkle and people get ripped off on that all the time or it's not the real stuff. It's like Templeton was 15 years ago. Remember when we were in college? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I found a bottle of Templeton. Uh huh. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like it's it's really good. It's absolutely not worth buying $1,000 a bottle. It's like the difference between that and like a $50 whiskey is not that much, but it's the marketing, it's the mystique, it's the story, it's all that stuff.
2: Did we confirm, by the way, that Rip Van Winkle got his tip cut
1: off in a windmill accident? Have we confirmed that? That's not true. It's just a le- <laughs> it's a legend. It's not even a real story. Wait. It's the legend wait of a Sleepy second. Hollow. This guy got his so,
0: penis cut off by a windmill? <laughs>
2: That's what that's what Matt just said. It's a legend. The sure. legend of Rip okay. Van Winkle is he got his tip cut off if in a windmill axe,
0: like the whiskey guy.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's named after the same person. <laughs> oh, I don't think Pappy Van Winkle and Rip Van Winkle are the same person. Oh. Cl- clearly not, because one's worth a lot more than the other.
0: There, actually, I know the story. I read a whole book about it. I know the story, but we're not going to get into it. Cause you're just going to make fun of me anyway. So it's like, what's the, if you want to have a real intellectual conversation about fine whiskey, I'm here for it. But you know,
2: <laughs> I get only drink here. the whiskey <laughs> made from the man who had his tip cut off in a windmilling accident.
0: Get out of here, Matt hit the music. I'm so, I gotta get off of the shit. Uh, Jordan and Jabo recorded yesterday. They've got a heavy basketball episode for you guys. That thing is up, and uh, did they recorded yesterday. They recorded yesterday afternoon. Yeah, so they're not going to talk about the Iowa game, but they went in hard on the Nate Oats Alabama stuff, and then oh jeez, and then Brandon did you see Miller. what the kid did last night? Yeah, forty one in a game. Winner. It was incredible. Oh my god! It's like oh, this isn't going to be controversial at all, and the uh, fans
2: they, were chanting just, you know, it, it was, we're it not going to get into it here. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Jordan and j got into it so that we it, don't have to.
0: It was very uncomfortable to watch yeah, that was. game. It was. It and was.
2: Like, imagine being the announcers, like that's tough. That's tough.
0: Yeah. Cause you're trying to call the game and uh, it, yeah, brutal. Uh, listen to their pod and we appreciate it. We'll also have a uh, hook with Ken Miller and Mike Palm coming up later for you this week. He's Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Thanks to Fairway for sponsoring the program. Matty Van Winkle for his production. And we will be. Back and Rip, on- Van, Winkle and Rip Van Winkle for his contributions. Thanks for um, the tip, Rip. Tickling my taste buds last Friday. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Iowa everywhere.